KUNV Las Vegas. That's how we already know. 91.5, The Rebel HD2. Talk the talk, we talk the talk from the shots that's called to the tomahawks to the league boss and the ones who lost. Give it to me once, I don't drop the ball to the home runs that was out the park. Kershaw when I'm pitching off, Kobe the Howard, he looking soft. LA Rams in the city, y'all got special guests, got breaking news. Come talk the talk with Chad Spots. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Talk That Talk. It is Sunday noon, so you know what that means. It's Talk That Talk. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, in studio with Daryl D. Hoop Harris. How y'all doing? Happy Sunday. Yo, I'm not even going to hold you. This is the first time in at least a month that I haven't brought my headphones. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this sound is nasty right now. Uh, wait a minute. That might be it. I think I might have fixed it. All right. Anyway. You still luxurious life. Don't. What'd you just say? Don't do that. Don't do that. That was an Amazon buy. It was like, I wish everybody would get those. Like, low-key. Uh, shout out to Medina Rose. Shout out to Medina Rose, who just texted me recently. UNLV alum at this point. Um, but, yeah, shout out to her. Shout out to Alex White as well, who's been busy with uh, UNLV Cheer. That's that's mm-hmm. what it's been. UNLV Cheer has been going through some changes. And uh, Alex is now the head coach for UNLV Cheer. So, that's why she's been... Uh, Shout out to the cheer team, man. Yeah, shout the squad, out the Rebel Girls because they don't really everybody get, they don't get time off. None. No, and you know what? Shout out to <laughs> I guess I'm a name drop for a second because I got a class <laughs> with Cabria, and watching her snaps, you have a very good point because it's like 5:45 in the morning. It's Good Morning World or Good Morning School or Cheer Cheer Day or Beautiful Day to Cheer, and I'm sitting there like. I'm at the house like I just went to sleep Yo. four hours ago. It is five forty five. What are you doing? You have to do this? Oh man, it's nuts. It's insane. But I mean, like you said, shout out to them. They don't get enough credit. And on top of that, that you you mentioned the Rebel Girls and Company and the Palm Squad and just we have mm-hmm. national champions in that As mix. Well, yeah. Like I just don't think people realize that, but we got back to back national champions in that mix. Never mind. We'll talk we'll talk about it later. You saying too much, bro. You wild. I, I mean, I guess I'm just spilling the beans today. Man. We two thirty eight. Do I get a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of sauce, a little bit of sauce, but I mean, we're definitely trying to keep the spirits up because this morning we got word that the good brother Juice World at 21 years of age passed away in Chicago at an airport and rest in peace, rest in peace, rest in peace to Juice World. If you guys were listening to the Rebel HD2 where you guys are listening right now, um, once again, you um, if you heard it maybe four or five minutes before the show started. Juice World, I think I might have even raised the levels a little bit, but Juice World uh, played, and more than likely, that's the way I'm going to end my show as well today. Um, I tell people all the time, I don't care whether you agree with what a person did while they were here. I don't care if you like the person's music while they were here. I don't care any of the things, any of the things of that nature. You cannot get me to look at somebody who is 21 years of age. I referenced this back to X as well, Tentacion, who was mm-hmm. 20 years of age as well. Mac Miller, who was 26 years of age. 27. 27, excuse me. 
you can't get me to look at their passing and say, well, they brought it on because of this. They brought it on because of this. You can't get me to look at somebody's death and say, well, there is no will. There is no will. Yeah. So regardless of if you agree with his lifestyle or not, regardless of anything of the sort, if you're not sending condolences to that man's family and his fans, what are we talking about? Yeah, you have the option of being quiet. Just stop. Why do you feel like you have to say something? Nah, man. Yeah, great intro, bro. Um, it, it's yeah, that was wise words because uh, please pick it up because I, I you, I you like I said you were the first person there's, I thought about a, this there's morning. There's a lot of fatigue already at this point in the culture. I would say, mm, and that's we, a word. We've reached the end of a, end of the decade, so this was this is a curveball, man. Um, it's unfortunate. I went back and I listened to some of our old recordings. Uh, post nipsey not too long ago bro yeah very, very recently just to see how far we've come along in just this year just uh time spanning and i was like man we spoke on that so soon it's like it's impossible to even really gauge something yet um so morning of breaking news but yeah literally and i'm not gonna to do still exactly and i'm not even gonna take it too too much deeper than that we, we're either shooting the podcast tonight or tomorrow um the one that we shot from last week which was actually a week from t- uh today which was sunday uh last sunday we recorded episode 15 it's called but you have fun though mm-hmm. um you did get called out i'm not gonna lie um <laughs> did, did doing it tell you no no okay so i it's gonna sound worse than text so i wanted to tell you in person but it was one of those situations where i was the only male on uh-huh. this on the set so i'm sitting there and i of course like i always do i said in the beginning yo guys Uh-oh. fellas it's me just me by myself so help me we see that a lot. help me in, a, in, a, in, a, in any type of way tweet me text me call me help me so we're talking we can't necessarily i guess get into ah, we could but it's a sunday it's a sunday afternoon and i'm not even gonna get there we were talking about something and it referenced an old podcast it, rep- it, it referenced make it make sense yeah, and it was something that you were doing a set that y'all hadn't done before. That every yeah, you know now, and every every woman on the set was like, "Are y'all scared? Like, is is it a, is there is there a fear thing in there?" So now you know we had new people. It was Helena and it was Michelle, and yeah, man, <laughs> kind of the kind of the similar gotta, situation. Gotta, gotta and since it. you since you guys wasn't there, I was sitting there and I got mad and comfortable and was like. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. And I started I started throwing out reasons. I was like, what if it's not this reason? What if it's this reason? And they were like, no, it's not going to work. So I told what's, Duna, what's you guys on, are going to have to come Yeah, Strays, you guys are going to have to come Strays on. getting caught, man. For no reason. Consecutive episode. <laughs> For no reason. So we're going to have to talk. You ain't been on in a while, so we're going to have to bring you back, let you get yours off. Um, I love it. But once again, guys, we're talking about the OD podcast. Once again, episode 15 was titled, But You Have Fun, Though. Um, it, it is exactly what it sounds like. Mess. Just it's just a lot of toxicity. I feel like it's just it's just bad. It's just all the way around bad. I hope I held it down. We'll see. Um, Roman said it should be up today, but once again, that's the OD podcast. I this is talk that talk. To, uh, What's up? And knocked out like a big assignment to all of episode fourteen last week. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Is that shout out, bro? That actually makes me smile from ear to ear. Like from from a uh, Apple Podcasts. Shout. If you want to follow the OD podcast, you can look it up on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. 
we'll go ahead and leave that right there. Um, it's also on YouTube still. Of course, this radio show is on um, SoundCloud as well. But you guys are listening on 91.5, the Rebel HD 2 KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. But as I mentioned before, um, we're, we're trying to keep the energy up today. We're trying to keep the energy up as much as possible. Um, so we're going to try to try to follow along with the trend and if give you guys just a, I guess a little tweet, a little teaser. I said tweezer, a little teaser as to what the podcast is about because this is essentially mm-hmm. what we do the first 20, okay. 20 minutes or so at a pod i mean at a um radio show we just get the stress off it's, it's a lot that we go through we get the stress off mm-hmm. um finals are coming up yeah. how are you how are your classes looking because i'm technically i think i'm done on campus but i still got some stuff that's due yeah um it's weird we just kind of like the whole month of december is just a, all right Hit your tire be loose ends. Uh, I don't really have. I have one test to take tomorrow. Okay. Uh, okay. And then I got okay. some online stuff just out the week. So, and shoot, by the end of the week, I'll be not even that. Probably by the middle of the week, I'll be done for. Um, but it's refreshing, man. It's it's so strange, bro, being on the back end now of this making this last lap. Um, oh, oh, man. Oh, I was like, talking you can to see the Eli. light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> And it still seems far away. And it's like, and it's it's getting there, and it's getting closer. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, man. I still, do I need to slow down? Do I? <laughs> what's going on? That's never been more spot on. It's like, just, yeah, it's just haywire. Me and Elliot actually came to a conclusion that we think we know why this semester is. And I feel like I text you. Like I feel like because yeah. we talked about it first, and we couldn't come to the bottom of it. I feel like I either even if I didn't text you, I feel like we talked about it. Me and Eli was talking, and we were like, why does semester feel so long? And he was like, all right, why does year feel like it's going to be so long in terms of our senior year? We feel like it's just yeah, the classes are dragging out. He was like, hmm. He was like, it's got to be something. I looked at him and was like, you know what I think it is? He was like, what? I was like. I'll say it was a leap year. No, it has to be. <laughs> it has to be. Not that. Not that it's big assignments due. Mm-hmm. But we have something due every week. Every week we have something that's kind of significant doing. Yeah. We're like, it doesn't necessarily have to be an assignment, though. M- mixed with having to put some things in place for the future. That is just like you can't even put a definite <laughs> box around it. I'm a plan for this. <laughs> I'm a plan for this. But this is the only time you have because once it's over with, you can't prepare <laughs> for being in the moment for something. And it's like, yeah. I know what semester feels quicker. I feel like maybe fall because it's it's almost like quicker? it's just September, then it's then it's October, and then we get half of November, and then it's like okay, yo, dog, I'm not gonna hold you. It's spring, but I think it's spring simply because we get spring break. That's a week, bro. Yeah, and it's a little different. It's a little different because I feel like even during we get a long break too, it helps not starting the year right away. Yeah, but at the same time too, we start the year with a Monday holiday and King Day. Um. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, in the spring break, a month after that, February short. Yeah, we jump right into Black History February. <laughs> Every February, I go on a rant, and I'm a, this February is no different. Um, February is the, the best month of the year. <laughs> but you know what's interesting, and I, I told Alex this before, what four things happen in February on Sundays? Um, what happens? The first Sunday is the Super Bowl. Fact. And now the next three, oh, I don't exactly remember Sunday. the order, Yeah, but it's the Grammys. What else is it? It's the Oscars. Uh, yeah. And what um, else is it? It's one more. 
Why does that take all four of the Sundays? You want to know why? Because they're week-long conversations. Mm. Don't worry. We'll talk about that in February. Um, what else are we talking about? President's Day. Um, yeah, President's Day. So anyway, let's talk about spring break. I think the reason why is because we get that long week break, but when it comes to the fall semester, we get Not Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and we get Christmas break, well, actually when school is over, but we're working toward the holidays. Yeah. And or you're seeing family, and for some people, that's a drag. Bro, yeah. spring semester is designed for the college student. Shout out to, uh, <laughs> shout out to Thanksgiving, man. Uh, <laughs> Did you just shout out to Because I don't know what it was this year, bro, but this year, I didn't get texts. I didn't get <laughs> like- That's what the podcast is about! <laughs> Yo, this year, bro, That's what the podcast it was chill. It was rainy. I didn't see anybody, family. We didn't even do the thing. It was just me, my mom, the kids. and Oh, my gosh. It was, <laughs> enjoy your Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> like- so shout out man that was the pot i asked one question to every woman on the set and was like did you receive and or send out a toxic text <laughs> on thanksgiving that's how we got to the podcast title we'll talk about it please go tune into it um it should be up today roman said it should be up today i hope so um yeah let's get to it uh what else do i want to um what else do i want to unpack really quick i'm wearing a Diff- you, you more than likely people aren't going to see me with this very often, if mm-hmm. at all. Um, oh, talk to him. I I see it. <laughs> you're doing a lot. I um, I left Cerritos in 2016. Left Cerritos in 2016. A lie, 2017. But um, when I was there, of course, I I worked for the newspaper and I um covered just different things around campus. One of the opportunities that I was given was in covering in covering um the women's soccer team, who I think when I got there, they were on a three peat. Hmm. Then they had one the fourth Sheesh. one. Then I was covering the fifth. I think I covered the fourth one too, and then I was covering the fifth one. And so I think it was a semifinal game. Somebody said, actually, you know what? I'm not even gonna throw them out there. Somebody said, uh, I guess he has seen everything, I, all the teams I've been covering on campus. He said, if we win, do you want to ring? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Um, yes. Stop playing. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. And it's funny because in high school, I always told myself, any school that I go to, I feel like along my journey, I want to be able to line up my class rings. And then once I got to high school and I got my class ring, I was like, okay, this one is a little different because I, I engrave certain things. I got mm-hmm. certain things on the side. So, I, you know, I wear that one every day for different reasons. Now, then when I got this opportunity, I was like, that would count for my time at Cerritos. So I don't know what I want to do from you, for UNLV. I might just get a chain. Like, who knows? I might do something just just different. Yeah. But it's just the simple fact that I want something, a, a memento from mm-hmm. every single stage that I went. And then once I'm done with school, I could put all of them back in a box and close them and be like, now we're, mm-hmm. now we're good. Um, but this one, I say that because that was 2016. And... Just through different reasons, very a multitude of mm-hmm. reasons. This year, I finally was just like, you know what? I'm going to just, I want it. I want it, and I wonder if I could still get it. And I reached out, and I had all the paperwork, and I had the original email, and I had the design. I, get, I had the engraving. I had everything that I wanted. I reached out, and it was supposed to get here, I believe, yesterday. And I think I got in the house on Tuesday. Mm, yeah, and there was right. a UPS pack, and I was like... Mm-mm. 
And when I opened it, I was and it's funny because I had never, you know, Jostens make like professional championship rings. So I wasn't sure what I was going to see. And I even Googled or YouTube what type of ring it was. And I seen the other the, the person unveiled theirs, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay, that's nice." Ooh, yeah. I opened this one and was like, "Nah, bro, that doesn't sure. look like the YouTube video." <laughs> and that's when I was just like, obviously, I think the only other time that I could see myself wearing this is like, it would have to be something big. It would have to be like a different, like a radio show when I get to a different level or something. I don't know, but I mean, it's just yeah. something just for to remember the times. But the reason why I said that is because. I don't know how many people would look at it and be like, how do you get a ring from a team that you cover? When you're supposed to be unbiased. The Lakers are a well-known organization to any, when they win a championship, anybody associated with the team gets a ring. Yeah. That's how organizations extend laterally. Right. And I'm not saying that I'm owed it by any means, but if you feel the obligation and, or I shouldn't even say obligation, but if you feel the you have the power mm-hmm. to to make that call if i feel like i've done enough yeah I'll, I'll accept the invitation but if if not no so i mean that's that's just kind of the story behind this but it's it's interesting because this is like i said this is going to count for my time at cerritos but um like you said no, there's dope. no better time christmas is coming up so this was my christmas gift to myself yeah you drop you ain't drop stats and you said they make championship rings i'm like oh i, I wouldn't know i didn't know <laughs> like i truthfully Yo, didn't I know wouldn't, i wouldn't know they made the blues ring i think and i don't know if they made the packers ring but they made somebody else's ring and i was just like wow okay shout out to Justin's. i didn't know yeah man uh, that's that's dope man this, this is not nice, an ad nice kind of it is that's a nice no it's not an ad it's a go win a championship <laughs> go get a ring i don't know i he said it i don't know but um I, it's not like i played for the championship but i, I mean I, I did work in other capacities but um once again you guys are listening to talk that talk as i said before this is the first 25 minutes of the show where we kind of just unload we get the stress off it's a long week we try to um get some things taken care of but when we um we're not going to take a break right now but in the next t- seven minutes or so um we're going to come back. We're going to give you guys a full UNOV update since we weren't able to do it last week. Yep. Go look at my Twitter to figure out how I feel about that. Um, yeah. And now we can talk. Actually, when we get back, we'll also be able to talk about NFL football. We'll be able to give some score updates, be able to give some. Um, we weren't even talk, able to talk about the Thanksgiving games, and I'm not going back that far. So these are just some of the irritating things yep. that now we have to kind of, I feel like, rush through in a weird way. But we're going to try to do our best to get everything covered. Trust me, you guys, we're going to try to get everything covered. Um, I do want to play along with uh, what, we, what we're talking about. We're talking about senior year. and We're talking about school and just the things that we got to do with on a college campus. My mom sent me three tip-ins last week, and this one stood out. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is the one. I used to walk into a room full of people. And wonder if they liked me. Now I walk around and look and wonder if I like them. Yep, that's a man. See, this is that's a great parallel. I'm loving this this topic as well because I was having Have a conversation it. this week too about how. Excuse me. Now I look around. Let me actually read that one more time. I used to walk into a room full of people and wonder if they liked me. Now I look around and wonder if I like them. There you mm-hmm. go. I was reflecting on how college kind of uh, mirrored high school a bit and. Mm. Where you enter, this was a cool decade just because, for me at least, I experienced both. So, 
that's what that's, a fact. T- that's what the tens was for me. That's um, a fact. And you this this maturation process happens where it's kind of subconscious because you don't you're just in the in the environment, but you enter high school and you're like, wow, this is life. Okay. Let me let me tap in, and then by the time senior year, you're the cool guy. Like you're cool. You got it figured out. The people below you, you're making. You're not. You're not being told what to do. You're in your senior year. You're breaking, no, you're, you're breaking no. the rules. How you how you desire. You're you're you do what you're doing. What you want to do. Especially if you stayed at the same school the entire time. You yeah. know what I I know what I can get away yeah. with. Relax. Freshman year of college, you finish high school. You finally you get your feet wet again, and you're like, okay, now I'm I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. <laughs> again. I'm everywhere. all over again. Senior year comes around <laughs> of college and it's like, man, don't look for me, man. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> or like be ducked. I'll, I'll be there or I won't. <laughs> and the funny thing is you won't know until it starts. <laughs> like that's the funny part. You won't know whether I'll be there or not until it starts. But the funny thing is, I feel like you're talking from a different angle because people who don't know, um, you went to Baylor originally. Mm-hmm. People who don't know, was that your freshman year? Did you start at Baylor? Yeah. yeah right, okay, cool. so you're talking about something different because I'm going to let you get it off. and Because I started at Cerritos. Yeah. So I started in a way where community college is different. I didn't talk to anybody when I first started. Yeah, I took a summer. I took a couple summers. So oh, Okay, so there yeah. you go. So you'll be able to kind of <laughs> talk about real quick. Well, you can probably take us in a break about well, um, starting at Baylor and kind of getting up here. Yeah, it, it's uh. It's been a crazy journey, crazy journey for sure. And I'm sure you say that you can feel the same. Just start to finish is like, wow, I can't, it wrote itself. For um, sure. But it's just unique. It's just a lot of perspective that you that you gain. Uh, went, went to Texas from Los Angeles, different place. It's a different place. Um, and then two years is enough, to, enough time to really acclimate somewhere, I would say. Um, so I spent two years there and felt really – Really ingratiated. Um, made a lot of great friends. Some great people down south. Just, just some great people. Um, and it's some craziness as well. Um, it, it was a crazy time. It was election season. It was. It was mm. all of that. Um, mm. So yeah, it was. A, it was a a lot of exposure um, and a lot of insight, man. And every it's almost like things just go far and beyond the the academics. It, it's the experience. It's the it's the opportunities. Right. It's the work. It's right. the the just the memories and the lessons the lessons that came outside the classroom just a part of the journey man is 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 unique and then that shaped how i started at unov I, nothing i would never would have started the way i did um and been able to get as involved and me who i did here and right. then time just passed here and it's it's cool See man your year now yeah we're we're here um me and you have done a lot together man so it's it's just it's it's cool it's cool. It definitely has been has did its thing. It's worked out for sure. Um, man. But you realize that you do have to make your way eventually, yeah, and it's know? like either like regardless of you know, I I, I got I, I hear you. This is our journey to do that. So like, let me do it real quick. I guess I'm doing it. And like, it's you funny know. that you say that. Cause my mom, I told you she sent three. The first one, mm-hmm. that, that was the one that I read was the second one. The first one that she actually sent was not everyone will understand your journey. That's fine. It's not theirs to make sense of. It's yours. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that literally just <laughs> coincides with what you just said. Um, I mean, it's funny because I, I say it all the time and we're about to head to this, uh, short break right before we come back and talk some uh unlv sports but i tell people all the time that going to college helped me realize that the people that had the most advice for me 
didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. My first year at UNLV was baffling to me because I was like, hmm? <laughs> yeah. I should do what? Okay, how did you come to that conclusion? Is that what they Did you do that? <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I just wonder what basis not keep in mind, not all yeah. not all people that didn't do it don't have good advice. Yeah. It's just the people that tend to come to us and be so anxious to give it yeah. are the ones you should be wary weary about. It, 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 that's the thing. You realize that this isn't what I was told. At at all. Remember all those high school now we can take it into break with a laugh. Remember all those uh high school conversations with your with your teacher? Well, you know your teachers in college won't be able to take won't be able to uh do that. You won't be able to do that in their college in their college class. You walk in and ask your teacher how's how's it I going? Gotta, it's I like, talk, hey man. I gotta talk to my I gotta go back. You have to You guys lie to us. You guys lie to us, but we're not lying. We'll be back after a short break. When we come back, we're talking UNLV sports, and then we're talking NFL uh, it, NFL man. scores. Uh, what else we got? We got Melo on the uh, on the on the docket. Yep. Player of the week. Player of the week. We'll Trust me, we'll get right back to it. <laughs> Tweet, snap, Facebook, or the gram. Hit us up at the Rebel HD two. As a parent, you think about health, safety, and overall quality when choosing a child care facility. For the well-being of our littlest citizens, Nevada Child Care Licensing Inspectors make sure facilities comply with the state's laws and regulations aimed at promoting the healthy growth and protection of children. Child care licensing also increases the availability of positive and nurturing learning environments and provides support for families by regulating high-quality, developmentally appropriate, and flexible care through a wide range of options. When choosing your child's care facility, look for the state of Nevada license displayed on the facility's wall. For more information, visit dpbh.nv.gov. That's dpbh.nv.gov. Again, when it comes to choosing your child care facility, be sure to look for the State of Nevada license displayed on the facility's wall. This message is sponsored by the Nevada Division of Public and Behavioral Health, aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and this station. The following message is about Medicaid and CHIP, free or low-cost health coverage for kids and teens. Enrollment is open year-round. Hey, voice lady, give me the mic. Um, okay. Hey, DJ, let's switch up the music. That's better. So listen up, moms and dads out there. There are these programs called Medicaid and CHIP. They offer free or low-cost health coverage for kids. Things like doctor and dentist visits, prescriptions, and shots are covered. All the stuff that keeps kids like me healthy and in charge. So, as you can tell, a covered kid is a confident kid. And it means confident parents, too. To learn more about affordable health coverage for your family, visit healthcare.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. That's 1-877-543-7669. Yep, you could do something big for your family today because enrollment is open year-round. This has been a message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And Sophia. Are you ready for a new way to get the listening pleasures you deserve? Well, Jazz at Pamela's Place could do just that. Every Sunday morning from 7 a.m. until 10 a.m., the sensual sounds of jazz will incandescently inspire your hearts to be a better you. It's Jazz Inspired with your host and voice of cool jazz, Pamela Black. It's your hot spot for the Las Vegas Valley, KUNV 91.5 and Pamela's Place. 
91.5, the Rebel HD2. Welcome back. Welcome back to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, in studio with Daryl D. Hoop Harris. Um, shout out to Samantha Mann, who actually just did that that liner right before mm-hmm. we came in, uh, the Rebel HD2. Shout out to Samantha Mann. For no other reason outside of Samantha is amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel it, man. Behind the scenes work. Shout out. Like, the amount of... You know what? I'm going to tell a quick story really quick. Because um, then mm-hmm. we got to get to NFL scores because Hoop just told it's me something. Games. Yeah. Hoop just told me that something is going crazy right now. We got to talk to you guys about it. Right. But real quick about Sam. To tell you the love that I have, I'm going to tell you two things that was pretty dope. Last year, I called, or uh, we did the telethon the past two years. So we're doing the players drive. And last year... It was kind of cool because when I answered the phone, I don't even remember exactly who it was. And this is bad because it was a year ago. And they recognized my voice. And they were like, oh, like, and they, they kind of put two and two together. And it was kind of cool. It was dope. It was, we had a moment. Last year, I got, or this year, I actually got more geeked because somebody called and was like, hey, is Samantha Man there? I was like. Yeah, you listen to Sam's show? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. I always listen to Sam's show. Uh, he said that, I think he said he was from New Orleans. And Sam took him back to New Orleans. And he thought it was the weirdest thing because he didn't think he could find New Orleans out here. And I was like, as a matter of fact, I was like, once we go ahead and take the uh, take the pledge from you, I was like, we can, I think Sam is here. Like, you want me yeah. to go ahead and grab her? Absolutely showed up and was like, nah, I don't. I wouldn't even know what to say to her. Mm. I went to Sam and was like, I just want you to know you got that effect on people. Dang. So the fact that we love Sam so much behind the scenes, because literally, I don't know where we would be without Sam, to hear somebody shell up and be like, I don't, I truthfully don't know what I would say to her. That was dope. That was dope Real for life me. blush, kind of. <laughs> Seriously. He was like, no, please don't put her on the phone. Like, I, I'm going to hang up. I don't know what to say. <laughs> so I think I thought that was cool. I thought that was dope, because anybody who knows, knows that Samantha is everything she's everything to this station um so that's a good thing uh you want to talk about the one that you want to talk about first or you want me to just start reeling off this line let's make our way through let's make our way through because all right so let's start at the top out yeah so we'll start at the top in the nfc south we got carolina trailing 10 to uh, let me actually switch switch that around trailing 30 to 10 to the atlanta falcons um really quick let's talk about that kyle allen i don't think he's a bad quarterback do you think that it is unf- a little unfair? And this is what I'm starting to think. Do you mm-hmm. think it's a little unfair? I guess I can see this from two ways. To talk about Kyle Allen in the sense of the way he's played the last couple of weeks, simply because the conversation has been surrounding his team. I mean, well, we have to – we can definitely always be critical of, of a professional athlete and their performance. Um, of course. As for his media. So, I mean, I don't think that he's exempt from – any kind of slack given his team is in flux because I mean, I don't know the dismissal of Ron Rivera, uh, or is that, was that effective? Is that already taking yeah. place? Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. He's gone. So, I mean, that, that, that speaks to where the organization, coach took over, to where the team is at just currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and that this season is pretty much a, a, a lost season, unfortunately. So, I mean, it, we just, at this point, this is where you kind of can just stop paying attention to certain, spots of the league because you're looking towards the playoffs you're looking towards the draft if you're at the bottom of the league or so I mean this kind of things where it's interesting because I really want to see how this turns out I think Carolina 
could have something up their sleeve this offseason. Who knows who they might want to bring in, what kind of personnel they want to bring in, what the direction is, because the future is not in Colin Allen, and they know that. And that's the interesting part because the the GM who made the decision, or excuse me, the owner who made the decision, who's more than likely once uh, I heard multiple reports, seen multiple reports, once Ron Rivera was cut, that let everybody know Cam Newton is not coming back next year. So that goes back to what you said because when he bought the mm. team, Ron Rivera was in place already. Cam Newton was in place already. So as you said before, and as Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman always talk about and they always highlight, when an owner buys a team, when they look at the head coach, I want it to be my guy. Yeah. I want it to be the person that I sat down with, and they showed me their vision, and I believe in it. And you definitely at least get one as an owner. So get one or two. As an owner? You I mean, as a GM, so. you may yeah, get as a, one. Yeah, it's a GM, you get you get one or two. As an owner, if I bought the team, Jerry Jones is – never mind. We'll talk about that later. Um, I'm sorry, Dad. Shout out to Luke Walton. Um, what just happened on this show? Let's go back to football. We're going we gonna to get away from Carolina because um, yeah. it, it seems like they do have something up their sleeve. They do. They are going to get a big quarterback, it seems like, or at least they're going to shoot. Um, what are yeah. the chances that they trade for a higher pick and they just want to draft a rookie? I think they're looking at the draft. Um, I don't know what their record stands at right now. Five and seven. If they lose this one, it would be five and eight. Yeah, they got to lose out in order to get some some quality. Not if they trade Cam to somebody. So what's Denver's record going to be? What's Denver's draft stock going to be? I would say there's probably five teams looking for a quarterback. That That's my point. In the, top, in the top ten. So, like so you, it'll be like that the 2018 draft, was it, where, like, Rosen went 10th and, like, Lamar went 5th in the in the round. Like, it'll probably be, like, oh, round pick man. 12. Anybody you might want but probably aren't already be gone. But I don't know who's going to strike. I don't mean to do this. Is Josh Rosen still in Miami? Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Um, let's talk about Duna's team because Duna is actually wearing this jersey today. He's wearing Lamar Jackson's jersey. It's Sunday. Um, it's a Sunday. I was just about to say it's low key a ritual at this point. Um, but seventeen to nine over Buffalo. This was actually a better game than I'm sure people anticipated coming into the year. They probably looked at it and was like, "Oh, that's one. That's one for Baltimore." And even this week, probably. Where's this game taking place at? In Buffalo. A yeah. nine and three Buffalo playing a ten and two um Baltimore Raven team. Who's five and one on the road? Mm. Yeah, no, nah, I think uh, this is impressive. Still, almost twelve minutes ago. If, so. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, it was slow. It was slow going early. Um, and that's the thing. We've seen Lamar Jackson figure out each opponent at some point, and ultimately not be able. And like the defense can't put him in a box. They they can't box in what Baltimore does offensively, whether it's over the course of a game and they get lit up. Or if it's just in the fourth quarter and you get a, a meaningful drive like we saw last week against um, San Francisco. So, I mean, Baltimore is showing that they can win a lot of ways. Is every way still like Lamar Jackson? It is. That's the <laughs> weird part. Like, <laughs> like any way that they find a win, it's still because of him. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess I guess we're just we're just gonna kinda concede at this point he's the MVP. Um, but I feel like with so for much now, time for left, now. I was about to say I feel like we got it, enough time left. What is this? We Russell plays. 14. Russell plays Sunday night football tonight. Exactly. He was on Monday night this past week. <laughs> Not was he not? Or what, what was that game? Something crazy. It doesn't man? matter. But I'm so tired of the Vikings. <laughs> I'm just irritated because Kirk Cousins. I don't necessarily 
I told you, I laugh every time I see Kirk Cousins. I, I do. It just as a fan of the Packers, when I see us play him, I'm like, good. Let's go. It's the same effect that I had with Jay Cutler. I know, and it doesn't change. And one it doesn't good, change at all. Performance will never change your mind at all. The second play. time I see him, he could throw, he could light us up for 400 yards and four touchdowns. The next time I see him, I'm like, yes, this is the one that I wanted. But anyway, uh, I guess it is what it is. But let's go ahead and keep moving down the list. And as I say that, Lamar Jackson. Scores his third touchdown in the game. That's great news. Baltimore goes up 24-9. to nine. You have Lamar Jackson news. as your quarterback <laughs> for fantasy. Stop talking to me. So, let's go ahead and move on. We have Cincinnati. Oh, man. A 1-11 Cincinnati team who was 0-6 on the road. Only trailing by 8, 24-16 to the Cleveland Browns. If Cleveland loses to Cincinnati, do you fire Freddie Kitchens now? <laughs> what happens? He'll make it through the season. I think he will. Um, just for, just for conversation, let's play. But if they lose Cincinnati, <laughs> how does Baker react in a post game? He might not make it. <laughs> oh man! Oh, Od- you've heard that Odell's Odell's saying Odell's yes. Daniel Kaluuya man right yes. now. He's like, "Yo, get me somebody." I see them possibly winning one more game this year, and if they end up six and ten, I see Odell Beckham Jr. snapping by the end of the year. Cause he, cause he's been good all year, yeah. and I say good from the sense of good shot. from a media perspective, yeah. and that's why it's in. It sucks because some people in the media literally try to villainize him. So mm-hmm. has he handled everything well this year? No, but has he been a distraction? No. Mm-hmm. Has he been the third worst distraction on that team? No. The fifth worst? No. Nah. So from his standards, that for whatever standard not, that you guys try to paint him not to, attention that he's drawn to himself. None. So that's why I'm like. And even with the even with the watch, I swear, I, I think that was a bigger deal than everybody made it. Yeah. He went out there and played, had a good game. The cleats, I think that was a bigger deal than everybody made it. Yeah. Always. But that's neither here nor there because people people do pick on him. So from that sense, I think he's he's old one. And that's what I'm that's kind of what Yo, I'm speaking from. Cleveland for. team. By the really? end of this year, he's gonna spaz out. And I he wouldn't say a word. Perspective, the fact that Odell Beckham Jr. is an afterthought. When it comes to discussing Cleveland football, because of the the messiness that and just the news value that's <laughs> that's present <laughs> with the Cleveland Browns season, that's funny. What can be said about? I'm not. Never mind. I'm gonna just yeah, let gotta, it go. we gotta go. We yeah, gotta let's go just on. go ahead and move on. Green Bay, my team, hold only hold a seventeen to nine lead over the Washington Reds. That talk. team over the Washington football team. Um, let's talk. What do you want to talk about? Good game for Aaron Jones. 117 yards on 14 carries. Must I have Aaron Rodgers. Um, slow game. One TD, no interception. But I, And it's not that it's a slow game because I'm a fan of Aaron Rodgers as well. And as a fan of him, you want him to always execute at like right. the top level. But you realize that he doesn't – like he enjoys that, but he rather enjoys playing like what he thinks is like a perfect game. Or, or, or I disagree. It's so, it's so – I disagree. And I want so I want to hear bad, from you, I disagree because I, I want to know what you think. Where do you think this team stands? Like, I, it has nothing to do with where I think the team stands. Cause maybe I'll address that in a second. But now that you've given me an alley oop, I'm a dunk at home because as a Packer fan, I love Aaron Rodgers. Clearly, like I tell people all the time, I don't know what a bad quarterback is. I during my lifetime, I've literally had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Period. I don't know what a bad quarterback is. So I'm not gonna lie. I look at Kirk Cousins and I laugh. I look at Jay Cutler and I laugh. Every team goes through it. So. Except for the Packers. But um, that's literally what I've had all my life. But, however, I have gotten to a point to where when I watch Aaron Rodgers play, 
a lot of people compare. You almost have to be critical or something. Him to Bron, exactly. I can't just say that you're perfect. So a lot of people compare him to Bron or vice versa. I may explain one thing that I disagree with, and Dune is gonna love to hear this. One of the biggest knocks on LeBron was always, oh, well, he doesn't hit the big shot. Oh, well, he doesn't hit the big shot. LeBron was like, look at my record. A lot of games aren't close. There's no need for a big shot. Mm -hmm. Why is every game that Aaron Rodgers played in, it has to be a big shot? I think to a certain degree, Aaron Rodgers likes that adrenaline. Why did we score 14, 14 first quarter points and then we've scored three the rest of the, the rest of the three quarters? That's my problem. Yeah. Aaron, you you show you have like you show at times. It's like he's playing a little <laughs> a little bit. It's like you take your foot off the gas. Why? You, we literally look at you and say you have the talent to go up 30 to 3 in the first three quarters. And let's say that the defense is spazzing, you could put up 45 in the first three quarters. I see it. Yeah. So you see him move the ball so effectively at times. I think to a certain degree Aaron Rodgers likes he likes to make the road harder for him. For himself. Like I said, I've, I've watched him disagree with play calls, hand the ball off, and look to the sideline and wave his hands. You, Why didn't you change it? You, you ran this. You did this, <laughs> as they say. What's your problem? And then we lost that. I will never forget that. That was the game that we lost to Seattle in OT, in the postseason. The moment that we went to play, to, the, um, to overtime, I said we lost. Okay, I said, so oh, we lost. Question. No. Are you... <laughs> Here it comes. No answer is an answer. Um, do you That's the have first answer? Do you have set expectations for like Aaron Rodgers for like the the termination of his career? Like, do you have like yes. a, a bar that he has? To, does he have to deliver something? He I, has to get one more. I think he does. He has to get one more because I told you before. I've come to the realization over the past couple of years that him or Drew Brees is going to retire with one, and we're going to look back at the numbers and say, hmm. And then we're going to compare him. We're going to look at him and be like, the NFC, versus, the NFC versus Brady was that crazy. That's what we're looking at. But then yeah. at the same time, when you look at how many times they went, Aaron like is one slips, for one. Slips. Yeah, yeah. Drew is one for one. Yeah. They don't even go and lose. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy to make it out, making it out in the NFC. Jared Goff is 0 for 1. <laughs> Cam Ryan. ran into Peyton, Peyton Manning, but he's 0 for 1. Matt Ryan is 0 for 1. Matt Ryan is 0 for 1. Russell is 1 and 1. Colin Kaepernick is 0 for 1. Uh, what's his name? Um, Russ is not one for one. Russ is one for two. That's one. For, he's one and one. Oh, one and one. Yeah. I heard one for one. Yeah, yeah, I'm, nah, excuse yeah, yeah. me. So yeah, he's one, one and one. Two, one for two. Um, but no, nah, that's that's. I don't know. I, I want to see it, and every year is just it's cool to see because it's, it's back of your mind. It's like all right, it's, it could be Aaron Watch. Like just waiting for him to see like if this season like when he gets another one, and it's good to see because the start of the season. Their defense was playing really. Their defense was playing really greedy. Um, they're making plays, and if they can sustain maybe that level, they can make a playoff push. I don't know who's winning the NFC yet. I don't. Yeah, and actually, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that, that when crazy. we get back. I was just about to say we'll talk about that when we get back because I'm gonna run through these scores really quick before we head to this uh this actually the shorter break. Um, but yeah, but let's keep it in the NFC North. Let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings holding a 20 to nothing lead over the Detroit Lions in Minnesota. This is the game that you want to talk about. This is the game that's going crazy. It's an absolute shootout in New Orleans. We just talked about the Saints. 41-33, San Francisco. Ooh, more points. Yes, San Francisco just scored another uh, touchdown. Jimmy Garoppolo just threw his fourth touchdown of the game. Um, yeah, so to see a, a shootout with San Francisco is kind of interesting. We'll try to break these games down afterward. Miami hosts an 18-16 lead over the uh, New York Jets. I told you that last week. 
or two weeks. Maybe I did tell you two weeks ago. Adam Gase is going to lose a lot of games that he should not. Yeah. This Dolphin game, I talked about it specifically last, last week. week. And that's why I brought up this game and said, watch them lose to the Dolphins again because Brian Flores has the Dolphins playing with passion. Anyway, we'll talk about and that as well. <laughs> huh? And it's the revenge game. Yeah, absolutely. Never mind. Half the players <laughs> ain't even still there, but yo. They came into your house and did this to you. But the Indianapolis Colts hold a 35-31 to 31 lead over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Jameis Winston still has thrown James three watched. touchdowns. That's what I was – and I'm happy you said that because I James don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know what? Why, one of my favorite why is he becoming one of yours? I'm not going to lie. After the crab leg situation, I, I've rooted for him because I felt like yeah. every situation people were going to try to, like, expound – when you watch Jameis play football, he's not uh, a bad quarterback. His decision-making, and then this is where I go back to the crab legs, highly questionable. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about the different Broncos. 38-17. to 17, um, Maybe I shouldn't say that. Never mind. 38-17 to 17 over the Houston Texans. Houston was getting made fun of at halftime. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's three. happening now. But this is real, and this is occurring. And This team beat New England last week. Absolutely. And looked good doing it. So at this point, I'm going to go ahead and head to this short break and try to make sense of it. And when we come back, we'll talk some UNLV sports, uh, give you guys continuous updates on these NFL scores. And what else we have? Mello. I want to talk some Mike Vick. Got some college football, a lot of college football, actually. And then, um, yeah, and then we'll wrap up the show in the second hour because we're just now entering our first, or we're just now entering the second hour. So you guys have one more hour of. Talk that talk. You guys are listening on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNOV. The Rebel HD2. There is no known safe amount of marijuana use during pregnancy. Marijuana is not safe for pregnant or breastfeeding women and their babies. Everything a mother eats, drinks, or smokes affects her developing baby or enters her breast milk. Just like alcohol and tobacco, Using marijuana can have negative effects for your baby. Any form of marijuana may be harmful during pregnancy and while breastfeeding. Marijuana can affect your ability to care for your baby or someone else's baby. It is best for women to quit using while pregnant and breastfeeding. If you are pregnant or a new mother using marijuana, you are urged to seek help to quit. Pregnant women receive priority admission at state-funded treatment centers. Visit SoberMomsHealthyBabies.org. That's SoberMomsHealthyBabies.org or call 211. This message sponsored by the Nevada Division of Public and Behavioral Health aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and the station. The Rebel HD2. Welcome back. Welcome back to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. So now this is the perfect time to go ahead and bring up a conversation that should have occurred last week, but didn't uh, due to whatever reason. But I want to go ahead and actually open this up by saying I just got an ESPN notification two minutes ago. Uh-oh. It was just a minute ago. But yeah, do that again. One more time. The Citrus Bowl. I have multiple questions. The first question is, and I'm going to give away one participant already. When's the last time Alabama played in the Citrus Bowl? Probably didn't this decade. Second question is, why would you match them up with Michigan? Y'all want Harbaugh to lose his job, don't y'all? Because Mac Jones is going to beat Michigan. 
You probably will. You might be able to play to his little brother midway through the third quarter. <laughs> the first quarter is going to be competitive, and I just I don't think Michigan cares anymore. No, because what are they playing for right now, man? Now, no, I'm not going to lie. This is a, a lot of these game. players this are going to get up to see op. Alabama. This is a great op. And I don't think that – like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a good game just because I don't know through what the first 15 is Alabama team. Through the first 15 minutes. Uh, for 15 out of 60, that's it. That's what I got. <laughs> and I think the next three quarters – I'm telling you, Tua's little brother is going to play. By halftime, that game might be over with. Um, My point. So what is that, like a 21 and nothing third, second quarter? Like, what are we looking at here? It absolutely can happen. Right, so Send Jerry Judy so on a so drag route. Here's, so here's the thing. And it's over. If if Michigan doesn't get points in the first quarter, the game is over with. If they don't get at least 17. They, I was going to say, quarter, if they don't get 14. Even 14. You can, I see them blowing a two-touchdown lead. Because I do. the thing is, three consecutive three and outs, and they'll be down by, they'll be down by, they'll be down by 10. This is my problem. If, if they if they don't score if they don't score a touchdown in the first half, oh no, then if, it, if they game's kick, over. They kick two field goals. Oh, they'll be down by twenty. Game game will be they'll, over. They'll be down by twenty. So it's interesting to see how much Alabama's going to be able to run. Alabama's um, not about to get pushed pushed down by Michigan's offense. I don't see it happening. I don't not see, even this incarnation of Alabama. Do you see Shea Patterson? And I don't dislike Shea Patterson yeah. at all. But do you see Shea Patterson being successful against the secondary? Unless, and keep in mind, too, now that it's a Citrus Bowl, let's bring up some, actually a different question. Scratch that Patterson question. Different one. Who do you feel like Shea Patterson is going to see on that defense? Because if a couple of Alabama players feel like they're going in the first round, that's they're not going to play in the Citrus Bowl for it. There's a lot of people sitting bowls pull games out already. Um, but hmm. you would have to compare that hmm. to what they look like against Ohio State or against even a Wisconsin but the only defense, only like team with that caliber of defense that they might have played, I don't, I don't think that he's still ready for Bama's defense. I still and if we're going off of the Ohio State sample size, we saw that. I told you that was gonna. Never mind. I, I feel like I'm beating up on Michigan, and I don't want to do it. Air, teams have done that already all year. Um, let's talk about the college football playoff really quick. Really quick before we get to um, our game. Yeah, let's um, talk about it because we don't have a bowl game, but we won the most important game on the schedule, right? Which we tend to do. Which we the past three out of five years. Let's talk about it. Um, but yeah, but let's talk about the uh, college football playoff right now. And one through four, I don't know if you if <laughs> I'm so happy about this Did for we? one reason because. I tweeted something, and as the season progressed, I was like, eh, okay, I, I do see a potential other Heisman, yeah. but well, not even potential other Heisman. I just didn't want to back yeah. down away from my yeah. position. However, I'm just so happy that Oklahoma got in because they're four, and they're playing LSU and Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow and LSU. and Which is a great matchup. It's a great matchup. Oh, yeah, I actually like that game. Here's the a situation lot right now. Here's the situation, and let me explain why I like the other semifinal game better. Because mm-hmm. I have Great one games. interest in this first game. I shouldn't say first game, but in this one four matchup, I have one interest. I tweeted out when I forgot. I think it might have been against Kansas. I don't care who was it who it was against, but it was the play in itself. Jalen Hurts dropped back to pass. 
got flushed out of the pocket, oh, yeah. ran back and forth. I showed you that one. Mm-hmm. When he switched hands and he was gripping the ball with one hand yeah. as the dude, as we're, the defender we're, we're, was we're grabbing it with back. two hands behind the back. We're behind the back like a basketball player. I said, every Heisman winner has their Heisman moment. This was this year's. And I think most people would concede because Chase Young missed games. Easily. Yeah, the conversation. Jonathan Taylor team lost games. Mm-hmm. I think you look at Joe Burrow and you say, I mean, only other person I would look at is maybe Justin Fields. Yeah, but from the outside. But even then, it's like he he's going to be a finalist. I would I would hope so. But this is the only reason why I have it. Why I have uh, somewhat interest in this game. If Jalen Hurts wins, he doesn't care. Yeah, no, he doesn't. And neither do I. Yeah, because I think at this point, Joseph Burrow will get the probably will get the highest one. It's pretty sure. That's the way college football works. I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know why I called that man Joseph just now. <laughs> hey, I'm about to say, I mean, I hope that's his name. The way but, you said it, the way you went on record. But I, I want to see that game a lot because I just realized, for one, this is the same final last year except we sub LSU for Alabama? No. Ohio State didn't make it last no. year? Who's they was in the Rose Bowl. Dwayne Haskins won the Rose Bowl. Oh, Sent Urban Meyer last year? Notre Dame. Bad decision. Were they? Okay. Terrible decision. All right, never mind. It was mind. a bad decision. This might have been the final from two years ago. And they got waxed in the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about who waxed them in the Cotton Bowl. But the defending, the reigning defending national champs sit at three. And this is what I'm over here geeked about. Ohio State and Clemson. Because That's I have said team. all year, last year. Those probably the two best teams. That Chase Young is the best player in the nation. To see him against Clemson. I have seen Trevor Lawrence this year make some decisions to have me like, oh, he knows the level of competition he's playing against. I hope it doesn't take a Chase Young hit for Trevor to be that Trevor that we saw against Alabama. Now, because he did that against Alabama as a true freshman, I believe that he don't need a Chase Young hit. But based on the way that he's been playing this year and some of the shots that I've seen him take, that were unnecessary, yeah. And holding the ball too long, trying to make something happen when you should just dead the, dead the play. Those are the situations that really go left in a game like this. I would say I would say Ohio State has the advantage in this game for sure because do they? Not the I mean I wouldn't say for sure, but I would say coming into this game, they look like the more tested team, they look like the more talented team. But Clemson's been there year in and year out. Now they're they're setting the standard for themselves. That's why I say what I said. Um, I don't necessarily fall on either side. Which who has the advantage? Because you just said it. Yeah. Or Ohio State has been playing tough and, teams and, all year and been. And Clemson has been not waiting, close. waiting for the end of the season. That's all they do. So they're not going to have guys sitting out. They're not going to have guys. You know, this is what they're playing for. Right. So this is going to be interesting. I don't um, think Ohio State is going to have players sitting out either. I don't think. I would hope not. Justin Fields is. Um, a little banged up with the knee, but he does get a couple of weeks off at least. So I mean, yeah, some time off. That should be kind of good for him at least. But yeah, I'm once excited. Again, I'll, I'll reserve. CPF, I'll, I'll, I'll reserve making picks, but it, it's good. I think each year we we see that making the going to the playoff was a good decision, just because of which teams it involved, which fan bases it activates throughout the year. This year we saw the Pac-12 have severe implications down to the last games of championship week. Um, we almost had two Pac-12 teams make a case for it because you could you could kind of still say that uh, 
until they lost to Arizona State that Oregon was making a case for themselves. Uh, Utah had a really good season. Um, a lot of pros probably coming out of the Pac-12 this year. So that was cool. You know, I was rooting for my Baylor Bears yesterday, man. That was a good game. Um, unfortunately, with the third string QB, guys couldn't pull it off. But nobody would have expected them to be in that finalist conversation, especially even after the loss to Oklahoma earlier in the year. It was a, all right, well, season's over now. But and speaking of that, Ohio State opens up as underdogs against Clemson. Yeah, I showed you. Yeah, people waiting. I know we haven't had Alex on the show in a really, really long time, but that's that might be a bet I would go take. But um, we'll talk about that later. Um, but it, this is gonna be good to see, regardless of the fact. Yeah. However, I'm trying to see if we could somehow find which other bowl games because I don't know if they're announced. I don't know if they're they, announced. well. They announced the Alabama one, so. I think oh, it was three fifteen. They started doing it, so uh, it's all right. We'll get to the bottom of it. Um, but yeah, it was a it was up and down college football season. <sighs> this is going to be interesting because these bowl games every single year I get excited about it. So we'll see what happens. I, I, have, I have no idea who what the UNLV football team will look like next not, year. I mean, nothing. Well, I don't know. Have you seen uh, conversations that they're having some uh and. Negotiation hiccups. Wait, before we even get to that, let's talk about that really quick. So, uh, oh yeah, let's talk about the game. I should say really quick because it was announced on November twenty fifth. That I know it seems like it was so long ago, but on November twenty fifth, yeah. it was announced um, during the um, the typical Monday morning press conference that uh, head coach Tony Sanchez will uh, not be returning next season as head coach uh, for UNLV, and this came two days after the closing of Sam Boy with a thirty eight to thirty five win over San Jose State. Um, Sanchez, as I'm sure nobody wouldn't would have expected him to do anything other than that. Um, he took it in stride. Uh, spoke of what's to come at UNLV. Spoke of how proud he is of what he laid at UNLV, and spoke of his time in Vegas. So that, if you know, um, Sanchez or even just worked around him, you kind of understand. Uh, what angle and kind of the the yeah. road he was gonna take. But what I want to speak to is the timeliness of it because he said that he knew the Friday before. Uh, the San Jose State game, but he chose to time it out the way that he did. He mm. said that the, actually the reason was because he wanted his team to digest it enough because it was effective uh, after the game. So he said he wanted his team to have time to digest it and still be able to prepare for a football game. So he thought Monday morning was the best time. Um, but as he said before, he said that he wanted everybody to focus on the game. A game that UNLV actually won to keep the Fremont Cannon red, thirty-three to thirty to there, in man. overtime. That is the definition of a team picking up multiple people because there's multiple storylines in there. Clearly, they picked up their head coach, Coach Sanchez, but I think they also picked up their quarterback, Kenyon Oblad, because Kenyon played his best game of the year in a game when he already hasn't had Brandon Presley all year. Mm-hmm. Then you lose out on Randall Grimes. Darren Woods for the past two games and Tyleek Collins. So you're down to what, your fifth receiver? Yeah, that, that core shot. Your, your one is net was your five to no, begin the year? Core definitely shot. And he makes sure he throws, he he plays almost a nearly, I think first half he was seven for uh seven for eight, completed the first twelve of his thirteen passes. Season. Didn't even start to begin the year. But not only that. I looked at a specific stat afterwards, and this is what I pay attention to with quarterbacks. Eight different receivers at least had – yeah, eight different players at least had a reception. Yeah. On the road. On the road in hostile territory. Not to mention the game winner 
in overtime to Steve Jenkins across the middle. Yeah, facts. And then while Kenyon is celebrating, Austin Arnold from UNR decides to lay a cheap shot. And for anybody who was wondering, this is what I wanted to break Mm -hmm. the morning after, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't able to do it. Really was a crazy story. But it was an it was an insane story because especially to find out because Twitter, of course, Twitter breaks everything. Twitter broke it and found out he's from Vegas (laughs) and found out that he knows multiple people from UNLV's team. Went to high school at Bishop Gorman, I believe. 